Hello and welcome to the Client Blue Podcast post-match reaction. My name's Dan Rowlandson and as you can see, uh, Frankie Maguire joins us once again to talk all things Aston Villa. This evening, unfortunately, is a defeat for an Emery side away at Nottingham Forest, which is, insert cliche here, a bad day at the office, you know, not our day, etc. Uh, frustrating, bloody irritating, I would say. Uh, Frankie, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, feeling a bit philosophical after that loss. Uh, it's not... <laughs> You know, um, I've seen worse, but uh, it was a frustrating one for sure. Yeah, I think the the message for this next pod, for this podcast, I think we're going to just do 15, 20 minutes or so. We're going to be doing another show tomorrow where we look at all things Aston Villa. And, uh, I will say, actually, we'll probably do a Q&A. Uh, well, part of the show will be a Q&A. So if you've got questions for me and John or Matt and you want to put those towards us, get involved in the comments of this video. Um, but I think 15, 20 minutes tonight is enough just to, to get it out of our system, to just talk about it a little bit. But I don't think it needs a, a proper debrief in the sense of let's overanalyze it. Mm. Um I've got a couple of numbers I'll, I'll look at in a second, but I've got a cup of tea. Just sit back, <laughs> kind of calm down a little bit. I don't think there's reason for meltdown. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think generally the reaction I've seen online has been quite philosophical about it. You know, I've grown used to the years of Villa losing and it feels a bit, you know, everyone gets very angry and very annoyed and mm. you know, as I do, you know. But um, I think today, I think it was just that from the, sec- the moment the second goal went in, you just kind of, felt as if it was just sinking back into my seat feeling I don't think this is happening for us today yeah. and sometimes that's just what happens and I think it will happen to a few teams at the city ground because Nottingham Forest look, Steve Cooper is a very canny manager and I think they've had disappointing results at home this season against sides that are sort of in the more of the relegation scrap but uh, I think Forest sometimes play quite well against sides that are you know a bit higher up the the table and they can sort of sit back and hit you on the counter and uh, Steve Cooper's a canny manager and he you know today I think he would have looked at it and gone first 15 minutes if there can be high energy the crowd's up for it and if they can get a goal then that makes Villa's day quite difficult and they yeah. got that early goal um, and you know second half as well, it kind of followed exactly the same pattern where you think, right, Villa, there was one or two signs of life in the first half of Villa where you thought, all right, we've got loads of possession. I think we had over 70% of possession. But we just weren't clinical enough at all. But you sort of think in second half, if we keep up that possession, surely a chance will come. Just don't concede early. And that's yeah. exactly what we went and, got, went and did. And um, very surprising second goal, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a, a day where I think Steve Cooper would say, a job very well done. And I think full credit to Forrest for how they structured their team defensively. But Villa, I, it's just a rare off day in front of goal. We just weren't clinical enough. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Forrest. Like beating Villa is this huge achievement. We're obviously a better side than they are as, a, as an overall. And they, they did their job, didn't they? And that's obviously going to be changed by the early goal in the first half. And if you treat the game like two halves, you concede an early goal at the start of the second as well, which is kind of everything you would have spoken about at half time. That goes out the window as well. So yeah. Villa have had chances to, to reassess and take stock of where they are going a goal behind it and, and adapt to that. And, and do so in the first half, get through half time and discuss what we're going to change for, for the for the second, bring Bailey on, swap Zaniolo out, we'll, we'll try something different. Then you can see it again, two minutes yeah. into the second half and all, all that planning goes out the window as well. So yeah, thoroughly frustrating and annoying, but one of those days I don't think we'll see too often under an Emery, but the I think the away form generally is probably creeping up to be a little bit more of a concern than I would like it to be. We need to start winning on the road more often. Yeah, that's true. Our, th- our three... Well, four, I guess, if you include the loss of Warsaw, loss, you know, 
annoying losses this season so far have all been away. And the Newcastle game, yeah. you know, you could write it off as a bit of a freakish occurrence, what happened with Mings and first day of the season. And it just, you know, just wasn't our day. Liverpool away, they outclassed us, I thought. They were very well-structured. And then today, Forest again. I think you're right. I think the away form is a bit of a, I don't know, it's, it's one of them that we're just going to see as the season progresses on, I guess. And it's one that I think Emery yeah. will definitely be thinking about a lot. I mean, we were good under under Emery, weren't we? Away mm-hmm. from home, I saw a stat earlier from AVFC Stato. Uh, said each of Aston Villa's last five defeats in the Premier League from away from home, including all three of their losses this season. Emery's mm-hmm. side have won two of their last ten away games in the Premier League while losing half of those, drawn three, lost five. Something to work on. We were good away from home. That was the thing that Emery sorted first. So we we, mm-hmm. you know, we looked good away from home, and it was that the home form didn't match that. And we've kind of flipped re- reverse of that now that we're very good at home and I expect us to be when we play Fulham next uh, next Sunday. But for some reason, we can't get things mm. going on the road. We, we look like two different sides, I think, home and away, which is bizarre and not something I expect from an Emery team. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think uh, today as well, it just felt a little bit like just couldn't work our way through at all. And I think that if a team sort of, sits deep against us at, at Villa Park. I really back us to tear them apart, like we did, say, with Everton, who tried to do that. Mm. Um, but just a way, I, I'm not sure whether what it is, whether it's just, I don't know, the the, the crowd noise or the, the, the opposition just having a good game plan, whatever it is. Um, I'd be interested to know what Unai Emery thinks about that, like why just suddenly away from home, our form has kind of dropped off a little bit. And whether, mm. whether I don't know whether teams just, you know, like today... Forest game plan very much felt like pack the centre of the pitches. They tried to do it at Villa Park last season, uh, which was quite difficult to get too much of the ball in the centre. And then they would just jump on our players. And as soon as they won the ball, you know, try and break the high line with quick balls over the top. And, you know, fairness to Villa, we did catch them offside a lot. Or just yeah. hit Wallanger and hope he'd get in behind. And I, I wonder if a lot of teams are sort of twigging. That might be the way to play Villa uh, mm. when playing away. So, yeah, it's certainly one for Emery to... To, as like I said, I'd like to know what his thoughts are on that and why that might be happening at the moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And part of it for today, part of it for today specifically, is the way the goals went. I think. I think yeah. if you're nil nil at half time and you you can you can grow into the game a little bit, I think you probably see a different Aston Villa to concede so early in the first half through not a fluky goal but two two long range efforts, both of them, uh, yeah. and then concede again early in the in the start of the second. Let's just talk through the goals very quickly. The first one, Boris had, you know, they, they, they made the move that they did. Uh, comes to Aina in acres of space that. I think Douglas Louise should be closing down better than he did. Mm. And they were checking for offside, weren't they, with uh, Awani in uh, in possible offside for Martinez's R-line. It turned out really it was more so Pau Torres in his R-line than anything, and he just didn't really see it. Um, I don't think he can put too much of the blame on the first goal for Martinez, but the way the, the chance came about in the first place is, is probably where we can be more critical of Villa, I think. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like I say, like that first fifteen minutes, just got to be very, very focused and very compact, comp- 
competitive because you just know that's when Forest are going to try and get that early goal, put Villa under a lot of pressure. Um, just, you know, go into the game fully concentrating, fully at it. And uh, just, I think it was a it's kind of a sloppy ball out somewhere out, out on our right-hand side. Comes mm. to Alanga and he just gets in behind Cash. And that was always the worry today. I thought was Alanga might just find that space in behind Cash. And the fact he found it so early on, um, he gets forward, pulls it back. I think it's Toffolo. I don't know whether that was coached to Forrest because Toffolo did that twice. The second goal was also Toffolo. Pulling yeah. it back, not knocking it into the area, but pulling it back to the edge of the area for a, a midfielder to come racing onto. It's frustrating that, you know, the first goal and the second goal, both of them, like you said, you know, I and E had a lot of space to take that shot. Um, a bit too much space, and far too much space, really, in, in the Premier League, I think. But, um, the set, you know, both goals were kind of, you'd call it low XG goals, not goals you'd massively expect us to concede. The first one in fairness, I thought was a good finish. Mm. The second one, though, I think Emi Martinez, you know, I, I, you know, I've been praising him fully. I, I love Emi Martinez. Very, very rare that he'll ever make a mistake. But as soon as he went for that dive with one hand, I was quite confused by it because I thought, it's not like him, you know, there's there's not many players in his way. It's not a he normally catches stuff like that. Exactly. It was just a really weird decision from him, a rare, odd decision. Um, so both goals, particularly the second one, at the start of the mm. second half, it just, like I say, low XG goals. And first one, all right, it happens. Second one, uh, you know, it was just a bit of a clarity version. You know, we could have cleared it beforehand, didn't, and then it just finds its way back to the... Um, was it Mangala, I think, scored it? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, um, just you'd expect, as you say, you expect Emi Martinez to make those saves, and on that one occasion, he didn't. Yeah, and we all, we all love Emi Martinez, of course, and hit, there's no one who will be more frustrated with conceding the goals in the way that he has than Emi Martinez. We've heard before, haven't we, about him losing sleep over not keeping clean sheets, which, let's face it, he's not keeping many of those this season. Mm. Um so, you know, there was the one the other week, wasn't there, of it bouncing off the back of his head and going in, and that that will annoy him. And the second goal particularly will be one where he thinks, oh, I should have done better there. There's, there's no way that should be going in, really. And mm. this is probably a minor point in the grand scheme of things, but what Forrest did to us with those two goals, taking taking um, efforts from, from longer range, something that I thought Villa should probably be doing more of, that their keeper made his debut today, which is... Again, it's probably a bit of a fan down the pub thing to say to just go, we'll have a shot at him, just like see what he can handle kind of thing. But do that. Like Villa tried to overcomplicate, I thought, going forward a little bit where there were moments where you, I felt you could have just gone, we'll just shoot from there, just have a pop shot, yeah. just just see what happens. And that probably is a bit of a, a man down the pub point, but that's what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. I think Villa did have chances. It's not like we played really badly or anything. No, no, just no. That we um, we had a lot of uh, you know a, a loads of possession and did carve out chances, but it was always a bit like could have been, should have been, nearly, almost. You know, it would be moments like I think there was one occasion where the ball did come to Tielemans on the edge of the area, and he took the shot and it went over. Mm. I think that yeah. was symptomatic, kind of our finishing today. It was unusually not clinical, um, but that was like one of few occasions I can remember where we actually took a long range shot. Um, and then a couple of occasions, maybe Bailey would be on the, would get the ball, and then instead of just hitting it with his weaker right, he'd just try and cut inside, and then Forrest would have defenders back to cover it. Just mm. and then Watkins having a header that he didn't take. There'd be moments yeah. where Dean Dean was out left, and he had a lot of the. I think first half it was the left hand side was a Villa were having some joy getting forward, and I, I've been saying for a while I, I do miss Moreno. I think there's just a dynamism he brings that yeah. I think as well as Dean's been playing this season, I'm, he doesn't quite have the same. He doesn't quite do it for me in the way Moreno does. Uh, yeah, I agree. Not to get at him or anything, but uh, 
I think there were occasions today I thought Moreno would have been very useful. But uh, so, like I say, just odd decisions in in certain places in the final third, and you know, Forrest defended very well in fairness to them as well. But um, just moments where we just didn't take that shot when we should have taken it. And we allowed Forrest to defend well because yes. the way the game had gone, if you're going to let them score early doors in both halves, they're going to sit back and be delighted with that. And they did their, what they're good at, they did they did that job very well. Yeah. Um, just on the finishing, a couple of comments from LJF Mack, who said, we've definitely seen worse, but it's a reality check. Wasteful with the ball and not enough cutting edge. Lack of physicality cost us as well. We need Moreno and Ramsey back. I think that last sentence in particular is something that we've all been crying out for, for what mm. feels like weeks, to be honest. Even when we play well, you think, well, if we play well, we're going, well, we need them back because we need squad depth and we need options. And when we don't play well, we need them back because they need to be in the team. Yeah. Uh, and Paul, today we couldn't hit a barn door and made me laugh with a follow-up comment. In fact, we'd have missed the entire farm, which I think <laughs> is, uh, is probably, probably true. I think we could still be playing now, to be honest, and, and still not score. And as I said yeah. earlier with the cliches, it's just one of those days, isn't it, Frankie? Yeah, completely. Just just one of them. And not, not one to get too, you know, uh, too mad about. You know, I think Forrest are going to do that to a few sides this season at, at the City ground. Um, but uh, just one of them where I think with Villa, you know, I think the away form is something now that Emery might will be looking at and wanting to address mm. quite soon. Um, but also one of them where on another day, you know, maybe we wouldn't have conceded early and maybe, you know, like Zaniola's chance in the first half might have gone in and just one of them where a day where a chance might have gone in would have just made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned at the, at the very top of the show about being more f- philosophical about it rather than uh, any cause for a meltdown. I'm inclined to agree. There was mm. a comment earlier from Chris who says, look where we were before Unai came in and where we are now. Let's keep some perspective. And I totally agree with that. I'm not yeah. one to come on here and be going, oh, we've lost today. It's a disgrace. Oh, we need to change <laughs> this. We need to do that. It's just not the case. These things will happen. And, and John said it in our preview show, which I shouldn't really bring up because for the people that didn't see it, his prediction was, to be fair, it was 3-1 Villa, but he did say this could be one of those games where we draw and it's frustrating and we hit the bar and these things just happen. And I went, don't be silly, 5-0 Villa. I won't be doing that again. I won't right, be doing yeah. that again this season because yeah. I've, I've clearly cursed us. Um, <laughs> but I, I just felt like we're due to to beat somebody. And one of the comments said, uh, beat somebody like well. One of the comments said, um, oh, you're saying that after we've just beaten Brighton and West Ham. But I think subconsciously I meant away from home. Like I want to yeah. see a big performance away from home at some point. Uh, but I've, I'd all would have absolutely taken a scrappy 1-0 today, of course. <laughs> but yeah, just what, just one of those days, I think, is is the overarching message from this show. And if it wasn't titled post-match reaction, Forest 2, Villa 0, it would be Villa just have one of those days. Let's all calm down. No need to panic, which is the longest YouTube title in history. Um, <laughs> I really like some of Unai Emery's post-match comments, and I won't read them all because there is a lot of it. But when we do our post-match uh, our Monday show tomorrow, we'll probably dive into these a little bit. But his overall message is, <laughs> these things happen. We make, you know, we've made mistakes. It's very hard to accept that result. Um, we're human. We can make mistakes. I'm never going to punish the mistakes of players because I want to try and get ev- everybody to have confidence. Um, I've butchered that a little bit. But his message is, you know, it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter, but they will work on the things that cause problems and he's not going to berate the players for making mistakes because they happen. Yeah. And that's it. You know, he's he's one of, what's so brilliant about him as a manager is that, you know, you're just somebody that you sense as a, you know, is um, so capable of identifying what the problem was in individual areas of the game today. We take them aside and tell players in a, in a, in a way that, They'll want to listen and they will learn from it. And, um, you know, just a couple of things today that I think 
it's like I say, just one of them where you know, you, you, if you're just taking a shot from 30 yards and it deflected in, it's it's a totally different game. And uh, yeah, yeah, just no, nothing to be too as as Emery says there, basically. We don't want to lose. We don't get into the habit of being happy about losing. But every now and again, you are going to have a result where a day like this happens. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier when we first started that, and this is from a tweet that I saw, when we do lose games this season, we tend to go on and either win or have a good result following it. So we lost to Newcastle, of course, and then beat Everton, Burnley and Hibs. We lost to Liverpool and beat Palace. We lost in Warsaw and beat Chelsea. Lost to Everton in the Cup and beat Brighton. And then drew at Wolves and beat West Ham and AZ Altmar. So you would go from the back of that that we lose Nottingham Forest and we beat Alkmaar and we beat Forest, uh, Fulham, sorry. And that's what I'm expecting. I think we'll play well in the two home games upcoming and go into the international break on form again. And today will be the blip and, and it won't kind of happen again, I don't think. Um, mm. I just want to touch on a comment from Adam who said the subs were a bit weird. I agree with this to a certain extent. Diego Carlos and Dendonka coming on when trailing 2-0. Why not bring Traore and Moreno on? Now, Traore is one that I think we've spoken about before. It's a bit of a wild card. Maybe you could have done something out of nothing, but don't really want to rely on him. I think at that point, bringing Moreno on, if he's not quite ready, if that puts him further back and his, his injury setbacks would have been a waste. Um, mm. But the subs in particular, bringing cash off, I thought was the right thing to do because I don't think he had a great game. No. Concert drops into right back, kind of like a, a third centre back almost on the right hand side. Mm. But then he comes off for Tielemans and Diego Carlos comes on and Concert goes to right back. And mm. that one was the one that felt a little bit strange to me. Putting putting Kamara back, why not just change that to Tielemans earlier? But yeah. Who I knows more than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I saw I did see a couple of people mention at half time they thought maybe they could switch <clears throat> DRB and Zaniolo. Um, mm. that wasn't an idea that came into my head. I, I just saw it on Twitter floating around and I thought, uh, yeah, could have been interesting to see that. But I, I, the the glaring thing I thought first half was that um, Matty Cash sort of playing effectively as a, sort of more of a right winger. Um, one-on-one situations, I think there are occasions sometimes when a team sits deep, he, he's not massively confident going out at fullback and it just felt like mm. he was never getting past Toffolo today. Um, so I think bringing Bailey on to put further at right was the right call and I think Bailey and Diaby had a couple of nice moments linking up but again I think both of them were slightly guilty of just overthinking it instead of shooting at times Um, Mm. so I think that was actually the right one Um, and I I, I sort of think with one or two of the others with Dendonka coming I think it was with Douglas Ruiz maybe in the 85th minute Um, I do wonder I partly wonder if it's slightly trying to manage the game load with the you know Europe midweek and stuff like that as well. And Douglas Ruiz is playing a lot of football. Certainly, mm. player, player I think is going to be on the most. But um, yeah, the Kamara one that slightly worried me when he got that yellow card. And I think there was one after it as well where Langan nearly got round him, and it was like, oh, I think he's going to have to come off very very soon. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it's just just one of those games today. There's a, a comment here from Sai who says we're still fifth. It's a reality check, but we move on. Uh, and one from uh, I'm Rana who says need to change tactics away from home. Six goals scored away from home and twenty at home was a stat that I uh, saw earlier as well during the game. I think it was like they flashed it up on screen during the game, and I was hopeful that that six goals away from home might increase during this game, but obviously it didn't. Uh, and that is something to to be slightly concerned about. The away form is not as good as the home, but the home form is excellent, so it's, you know, it's going to be very tough to match that. But mm. six goals versus twenty, there's clearly some for for Emery and the, and the team to work on 
And I've got ultimate faith in those guys to do that. Like, I don't think we'll see many games like we've just seen there. And as much as the away form hasn't been great all season, uh, two of those are Liverpool and Newcastle and I kind of take them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think going forward over the course of the season, our away form will be better than it is at the moment. And I, I trust in Emery to to fix whatever the problem is. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it, I think it will certainly get better. Um, you know, I think we've got Tottenham away. Maybe that's mm. our next away Premier League game. That's yeah, a big game. That's a big one. Where, you know, how do we how do we approach that? Maybe do we? I don't know. Do we play better against the Tottenham? Who are a bit more progressive than Forest who try and push back? So, um, definitely a very interesting game, uh, and one I'm not quite sure how to call yet. Um, you know, we did a great job there last season against them, but that was a Conte side. So this is a yeah. very different already so yeah but that's one to talk about in a a week or so I guess yeah and like I said before I fully expect us to bounce back against AZ out Mark Filler Park and and to beat Fulham as well on the Sunday then we have it's an international break isn't it and then Tottenham is the next game uh, which is away from home so time to to fix the the wrongs and hopefully Jacob Ramsey and Alex Moreno are back fit and ready to play possibly Mm. start even against Tottenham that would be a a huge boost for us Uh, Frankie I said we'd only do 20 minutes or so and we've hit that marker now so um, let's let's wash this one out of our system a little bit although we will be doing a secondary podcast tomorrow where no doubt we'll speak about Forrest a little bit but I don't think there's a reason for for, for for a meltdown and to be overly analytical of what we've seen um, maybe, maybe maybe there is more more at play here but I think for me I've said it once I've said it a million times it's one of those it's one of those games where it'll just go down as a, a frustrating one but if we win the next two or three off, off the back of it kind of we'll, we'll shrug our shoulders as I, as I just did then and say yeah fair enough let's just move on so yeah. Frankie, Frankie thank you very much for joining me this evening um, filling in for Matt Kendrick uh, like I said we'll be doing a second podcast tomorrow which is Monday probably about 10 11 o'clock so if you want to get involved with that one and suggest a topic for for discussion or a question uh, scroll down and leave it in the comments down below and we'll uh, read those out tomorrow and that show will be out tomorrow as well and then um, and following show after that will be the AZ Outmar post-match on Thursday evening so that's kind of the, the schedule for this week uh, thank you Frankie thank you everyone for watching and tuning in this evening or after the fact and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow Thank you.